Welcome back. Episode 13, Big Time Auto Racing, South Boston edition. Uh, first time at South Boston, first time, uh, for, well, for me. Um, it's kind of your home track in a way, your fourth home track of the year. Yeah. Your home tracks are Caraway, Ace, Martinsville, and South Boston. But yeah, most of your racing claim. was done. Yeah. yeah, the only one I actually claim is done. Right. right. So anyway, South Boston, kind of a home track for Brandon. Uh, like I said, my first time there. So, um, two very different experiences for both of us for sure. But, um, we got the scoring system coming up. We got five categories. You guys know how this works. We got uh configuration and conditions, signal concessions, facilities and shitters, city and nightlife slash food. And we're going to knock these things out right now. Um, configuration and condition for me. Um, South Boston's a really cool track. Um, the surface is obviously newer, but it's starting to wear down a little bit. I think in the next several years, it's going to get better and better and better as far as the on-track product, because the track will wear out more. Uh, but the, you know, the configuration, the narrowest, the it's, it's narrow and it can cause issues, uh, for sure in a field of 29 or 30 cars like we had. Um, so like that's. Not necessarily a cause for concern, but it it does, I would say, affect the score a little bit for me. Um, But condition-wise, obviously it's really dripped up, a lot of throttle time, um, so it's not something I've really been used to. It's not typically been my style, but I actually really enjoyed racing South Boston because it was really about feeding it throttle towards the end of the race for me, and I I felt like that was... uh, it was cool to figure out how to, to drive the track. Like I, I learned so much in the last 30 laps whenever my stuff was really worn out. So, um, yeah, it was a cool track and I gave it a seven for that reason. Yeah. Well, I know Dylan got to give this, uh, opinion on our episode 11 of Wake County folks, but now it's my turn to give out the first 10 of the year. So I gave it a 10, which like he's touched on, you know, I'm biased cause it's, it's my home second, track, but top second 10 of the year. Yeah, so, wow. and too, I think a little bit of it, I, I do get to comment on it because I did get to race on the, my first year racing was the last year on the old surface. Right. And uh, and back then, man, I mean, you could, I mean, it was fan out, you run three lanes. And and it gets there some nights, uh, normally in, in the 200 lapper, and, and obviously anybody that watched the race the other night, which we'll touch on later. Yeah. Um, you know, Deke was up there pretty high, you know, that. South Boston definitely fits, you know, a Deke McCaskill and Lane Riggs type style racetrack where those guys can get up top and, and keep it wound up and make it about impossible to pass them. So, yeah. uh, for that reason, I gave it a 10. Like I said, love it. I uh, love the configuration of the place. It does get a little narrow. Uh, we actually did have one of those incidents the other night where yeah. it almost could have been bad. But uh, other than that, old girl's pretty sporty. Yeah, no, really cool track. Uh you know, take these opinions for what they're worth, obviously, as far as mine goes. I mean, a seven is not a bad score. That's a good configuration oh, no. condition score. Uh, but I'm also rating the track as far as raceability and stuff goes from about 20th. I might have a different opinion if I'm running top five. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, take it for what it's worth. I'm giving you view. This is views from 20th. <laughs> hey, but yeah, Dylan, Dylan's score too does have to be for sport because he got to race around old Kenny Wallace quite a bit. And I know I he, did, yeah, he enjoyed cool. that. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, up next, we had Signal, which at South Boston, mine was really good. Um, yeah. I would have gave it um, one of my first nines of the year in the Signal department. I went with an eight only because as soon as uh, the crowd got there, it dropped to hell. So it wasn't perfect, 
uh, by no means. I mean, as soon as the crowd got there, I couldn't really get nothing to happen. I couldn't get nothing to send or really, really even pull anything up on the internet. Definitely wasn't watching anything. But then all of a sudden, what kept it out of the six range or whatever was I was able to pull up flow on my iPad and my crew was able to watch the race on flow on the pit box while I was racing. I don't know how I ended up getting priority signal or something all, all of a sudden, but I did and it worked out pretty good for me. So, um, gave it an eight. So pretty good, pretty good signal score. Yeah, I gave it an eight as well. It's funny you said that, you know, normally same thing, you know, the years I've raced there, when you're there practicing by yourself or even race day practice, everything's great. As soon as the fan gates open up, come in, it, it'll start to kind of go to shit a little bit. Right. I do think, too, <clears throat> that the fair about 200 yards away probably had a little bit to do with it as well. Oh, yeah. Very true. Uh, the fair was really cool. And I guess, God, I could almost get a count of that in like the city and nightlife kind of thing. Just technically. Well, me and you talked about, we talked about that off air. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I may have to reread. I don't know. We'll it's tough. To, Tough deal. Anyway, every well, I'm not going to say every racetrack because some of it would turn into a shit show. But for me and some of the photos I've seen, not even of my car, at least I'm sure somebody got one somewhere. But it was really cool to see the photos that were taken with the fair in the background. It was really right. neat. Yeah, it's a uh, a lot of cool pictures, and it makes for a pretty broadcast too. Uh, obviously, so um, but signal eight for me. What did you give it on signal? I gave it an eight as well. Oh, okay, double eights on signal. Pretty good store so far, brother. Yeah. Right now we've got a that's a seven and a ten and two eights. Concessions, yeah. another strong department for South Boston Speedway. Uh, concessions, obviously, they're famous for the bologna burger up there. Unfortunately, guys, I picked up a case yep. of the food poisoning on a Friday or a stomach virus or something. I don't know what it was, but it was pitiful. Um, I don't I. Didn't eat anything out of the ordinary. My, me and my wife ate the same thing for dinner. Um, and I woke up and my stomach was just upside down all day. I mean, I, I was in the bathroom for like 23 yeah. hours, it seemed like. But I didn't even receive a text from him, guys. I didn't know where the hell he was at. I just knew practice was starting. I strapped in. His pit stall was close enough to me that I could see it. And I knew he wasn't in it. Yeah, it was it was terrible. I've never I've never had anything. I mean, I've had uh, food poisoning before, but I like threw up all day, and you know, I don't want to get too into details, but yeah, you know, it was definitely coming out both ends when I had food poisoning. But it wouldn't. It was only coming out one end this time, and it wasn't the, the top end. So it yeah. was a, it was a damn tough. It was a tough day, and I was unbelievably drained from it, and I waited all day. I was had to leave my house at uh roughly eight or no it was like it wasn't that early it was like ten thirty or something I had to leave the house to get to South Boston in time for practice and like ten twenty came and I'm like I've got to go I've got to get there and then like I mean I got up off the couch and started walking that way and it hit me again like there's no I don't know how to else to phrase it but it was it was terrible. Anyways, uh, so I spent the day trying to recover, getting as many fluids in me as possible, um, and trying to find medicine that would help get it away fast so I didn't feel bad. And my biggest concern, honestly, was having to drive three hours um, with your stomach hurting that bad. Like, I don't think I'd have made it very far up the road without having to stop. Like, And uh, it, it sucked. So with all that being said, Friday, Saturday ended up being okay. Felt like shit, but didn't have... Uh, you know, didn't have the main issue that was causing me not to be in the race car. So 
energy was drained, but um, overall, got to only got to. I didn't get to test obviously on Friday, so Saturday I got to make my first laps on track, which was uh, pretty. It, it was not a very difficult track to to pick up, I guess. For you know, because it's kind of narrow, there's not a. I mean, there is a lot of grooves, I guess you can run, but it's kind of self-explanatory when you're going through the corner. It don't take many laps. Like, oh, okay, you got to be on the throttle here if you're gonna run good. So, um, and carrying your momentum out to the wall and all that good stuff. The funny thing is, is I racing's late models are unbelievably dripped up. So yeah. like they run really, they're really fast, way too fast at like Hickory or something, right? Well. On South Boston on iRacing, it's still at the old surface. Well, when you run the the new late model on the old surface, it almost feels like the new surface uh, because of how yeah. ripped up those late models are. I actually ran a few laps. I was like, wow. It's, I mean, it's not super close, but it's because uh, you can still really get kind of – I mean, it's, I guess you It's can, a little more man. similar than normal. It's Yeah, it's more com- – yeah. definitely you can make more comparisons. So shout out. Shout out the new late model on iRacing uh, for South Boston in particular. We, that may be, when we start the beer league, that may be where we race out a lot is South Boston late models. That has to be fun. Um, but anyways, I don't know how we got there when we were supposed to be talking about concessions. <laughs> but well, we, I think maybe... It's been a while, uh, guys. We haven't been on track yeah. in a while, so it feels good to be back on track. We feel like we're back in sync. Everything's right in the world. Um, but yeah, concessions. I did not eat the bologna. Oh yeah, bologna burger. That's what got me there. I couldn't eat a bologna burger because I had food poisoning or whatever. And um, yeah, so didn't get to rate it. But I did manage to scarf me down a hot dog at the South Boston Speedway, and it was. And they a, were your they were your wiener preference. Yeah, neon neon pink wieners. Uh, they had the neon pink wieners. And they were real good. They had the nice steamed bun. I got it plain because I didn't want to have any situations during the race. And uh, it worked out good. Uh, I even, uh, it. I mean, it was the, I let it get a little cold on me. The fries got a little cold on me, but, so I didn't get to really fully experience it. I also didn't get to have a bologna burger, but I seen one and the damn thing looked really, really good. I almost considered taking one to go and then maybe trying to eat it on Sunday, but then thought that's probably a terrible idea and I would just make myself sick again uh, <laughs> because I'd forget to put it in the fridge or something. But nonetheless, I gave it an eight because of the, uh, the fame to that bologna burger. It looked like it held up. I really, really wanted to have one, but it just didn't seem like that was the thing to do for me on Saturday. The hot dog was really good. Um, so yeah, a strong eight for South Boston. Yeah, man. I mean, you know me, I told you that uh, bologna burger at Sobo is great. They've got some other good stuff, but to me, you know, it's just, uh, but to me, again, it's just my personal preference. I mean, you got to get it with onions and peppers on it, yeah. put a little bit of mustard on it, and uh, she, she's rocking. So yeah. uh, I gave it an eight as well. Hell yeah. Another strong score. So right now we've had a seven, a 10, and four eights. So looking real good on South Boston's part here, folks. There's only one thing that could potentially bring it down, but it might bump up. It could bump up. Yeah. From what I was originally thinking. Uh, up next, we got facilities and jitters. So, facilities-wise, everything looks really good around there. Uh, they have a great grandstands. I absolutely love the damn pit wall thing. That's so damn cool for late model teams. I'm sure it can get annoying sometimes for people, but um, 
you can tell it kind of affects tech and stuff, right? Like where the tech layout is and all that. But, right, uh, right. but for the most part, that's the only kind of weird thing about South Boston is going through tech. Um, but all the buildings look great. You may, you may, you may or may not take somebody's the front end of their toe drop. Yeah. Um, they had an indoor kind of dining facility for the uh, concession stands, and uh, the bathrooms were really pretty big. Uh, several yeah. handmade urinal looks like they got pulled out of urinals and screwed to the wall, uh, or pulled out of uh, porta potties and screwed to the wall. Yeah, and uh, so you know, no uh, state of the art technology like you see down at the Florence Speedway, but um, yeah, they're. The stalls there was were plentiful. I think there was five or six stalls. Yep. However, um, I went to do some pre-race business just to be double sure, and uh, it took me about four to five door opens before I found a working toilet that didn't have a shit mountain in it. <laughs> a lot of brown mountains at South Boston. Uh, unfortunately, that's what happens after two days because all them damn drunk pit crew sons of bitches, and I know y'all are listening. All y'all drunk pit crew some bitches that went over to the fair and ate shit all night on Friday, and you or went to Mexican Viejo, or down. yeah, or the Mexican restaurant. That's what the problem is. So South Boston can blame it on them. However, there was uh there was plenty of room um, in there, so it wasn't too terribly bad uh, by no means. And the facilities, like I said, were great. So I ended up still giving it a seven. Yeah. Yeah, same thing here. You know, like I said, I, I've raced up there. It was my home track for three years. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the tech shed is nice. Um, they've got a, a pretty cool uh, VIP suite, or <clears throat> it's two suites in the turn uh, at the entry to turn one. Uh, they've got trackside parking. Yeah, trackside so, parking yeah. hard to beat. It can't beat trackside parking. Yeah. Anybody who knows me and Dylan, if you've got tracks, if you're a racetrack we go to and you've got trackside parking. That's going to elevate your score to begin with. Speaking so. of tracks, out of parking, uh, the uh, the uh, driver intros were really cool this week. Uh, yep. We rode around in some autos by Nelson. Did you Did uh, you have any hairy experiences or almost get thrown out or get the Yeah, old Bush stepped on the, oh, he stepped on the loud pedal a little hard on me, but uh, <laughs> you know, I and he but he backed her down a little bit. Um, I was the fourth one to get on, so they had already grabbed the front spots and stuff. So I was kind of like the last one on, just kind of standing in the middle. And uh, but luckily, you know, I got a, I've got a cannon, and uh, those shirts fans were treated nicely when we when my truck came through for sure. Um, threw some heaters at people that caught them by surprise and and uh, hit them, you know, got them in the chest. Just good technique football by me um but yeah we threw some shirts and stuff took us around the whole track it was a really cool deal uh for the cars tour and the fair the fair lights in the background um and the intros and stuff and, and you know it was a really it was a really cool deal i mean it was a big race obviously but it seemed like a bigger race than it was um as, yeah. as shitty as that is to say i mean obviously it's a big race it's the damn cars tour but i mean it almost seemed like a triple crown or something like that to me, which I'm sure they always do it big, especially, I mean, you, the Thunder Road race and all that. I mean, I know you've, you're kind of used to it, but you got to realize I'm used to racing at Hickory. Um, oh, yeah, no, man. I mean, and that was a pretty big deal. So what was cool is this year, because that's actually what me and Shelby and 
even my crew guys are talking about, this is the first year. And I mean, the car store has been going to Sobo. It used to be the championship race. Right. So it's been going there now. I know since at least one, since at least 2017, cause that was actually my first tour race, uh, was the last race, which was in 17. And then it's, like I said, until last year has always been the championship race. But, uh, this is the first year they had the fair out there. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I was, I was pleasantly surprised slashed a little worried when we first right. got there on Friday, just of how, you know, it may make things hectic, but kudos to the staff working the racetrack and the fair. I mean, there wasn't really any traffic issues as far as, you know, any kind of, yeah. The yeah. fair flowed its own way and the racetrack flowed its own way. Yeah. They so. did a really good job with everything. It seemed like, man. Uh, but, uh, what'd you end up on the facilities and chitters? I, I, I gave it now. a, uh, seven as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so we've been the same on the last three categories, but up next we've got city and nightlife slash food. And what I didn't take into account when I initially thought of rating this, uh, was the fair. I forgot about the fair being there. Um, what my initial concern with South Boston uh, was, was the, um, well, they have some hotels nearby and a couple restaurants and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. You could find something if you didn't procrastinate like me and wait till the last minute to book stuff. But, um, you know, we ended up having to get an Airbnb uh, in Danville, which is like a 45-minute drive or whatever. Danville's a pretty cool little area. There's some stuff to do mm-hmm. there. So it worked out. Um, obviously, I didn't get to go stay because I was in Hickory uh, or at home here uh, shitting my brains out. <laughs> but <laughs> the the uh, the crew did stay there, and they said it was a, stayed in a really cool house. Uh, they got some good food. Well, no, I think they got pizza delivered or something. I wanted to go to this. There was a restaurant I seen that was in Danville that looked really cool. Uh, I'll have to look up the name of it, and I'll tell you later and see if you've probably been there. But uh, anyway... The uh, the South Boston area, there's not a whole lot going on right there. It's pretty small. Little, it's kind of like, I mean, it's bigger than Tri-County um, and stuff like, I feel like, you know, that Hudson area for the most part, but not a whole lot bigger than like Lenore or something like that. So it's definitely not a big town. Uh, and I'm speaking as if everyone lives in the same area I do. I don't really know why I'm doing that. Cause this probably relates yeah. to absolutely nobody that's listening to this. But to be fair, it's not a, not a very big place. It's a small town. Um, but they had the fair, so I can't give it a score like I was going to give it originally. So we have to redo my quick math, but, uh, city and night life and food was first going to be on the, on the South side of five ended up with a six. Yeah. yeah I, so that's only cause I didn't go to the fair. I mean, I lived three hours away. I wasn't going to stop at the fair on the way out of the racetrack. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I had scored it a three. I'm, I'm going to be very honest, and for that reason, man, like I said, I can tell you in South Boston, I can tell you about everywhere you could go eat, uh, and then especially what is there around the racetrack, uh, and it's not much. I mean, again, we're not trying to make it sound like it's a ghost town, but uh, it's, the pickings are slim. That's Lots not exactly a vacation destination, but there's a badass yeah, racetrack no. there, so I'd recommend yeah. going there at least once in your life. That's for damn sure. That's right. So for me, I'm going to, with the fair being in town and then not like this wasn't just no like little rinky dink carnival. Oh, no, no. I mean, it looked like a fair. Yeah, this wasn't no carnival. We, we're calling it a fair because it looks like a fair, not a carnival. Yeah. So uh, I gave it a six as well. 
Nice. All right, quick math time. All right, after the quick math, the final average score for South Boston Speedway in 2023 is 7.5. Joins the illustrious 7.0, well, 7 and above club. Um, very elite club to be in for sure. It is a made up of Wilkesboro, Florence, Laneley, South Boston, Dominion, New River, and I believe Tri-County as well, or probably. Um, so pretty good club. It's, uh, you know, all those tracks have really, really unique stuff to them. Um, we were probably really overly critical on, critical on stuff before, uh, you know, start of the year. That's for sure. We also did, I think we did, we made a score adjustment to Southern National due to the improvement to the, uh, uh, they installed fiber optic. I forgot about that. Yeah. So that actually had to change that score. So anyways, there's a lot of good racetracks we've been to this year. We ain't been to a bad one yet, but, uh, South Boston definitely deserves to be up in the top five, which they are. Um, that's a really cool facility. It was really cool to go there. I think the future is bright for the racetrack. Um, especially with Brandon Brown being in charge of, uh, some stuff now, he's always done a really good yeah. job. And when he, that's a awesome addition, he was a, a big part in helping, you know, get Wilkesboro back, uh, going when, when all that happened. So it's cool to see a guy that, that was hand, you know, hands on down there, uh, get that opportunity there. So shout out Brandon. Um, if you're listening, uh, definitely want to come back there one of these days. I'd like to try my hand at improving my result, which I'll get into now. Um, like I said, I had an eventful uh, Friday. Didn't get to go practice. Uh, made my first lap Saturday morning, and uh, we did make a mock run, which uh, I was happy with where I was at. I mean, my first run, I ran a uh, a fifty three or fifty seven something like that on uh, like fifty lappers or something. So I uh, felt pretty good about where I was at. You know, straight off the toilet, literally. Um, I mean, you know, I had never been there, so I was hoping I wouldn't uh, way slower than, you know, I, I was hoping I wouldn't be towards the very end of the pack and just be off by, you know, several tents. But we were within a few tents of guys that were making sticker runs and stuff, so that felt good to me for sure. That's kind of always the goal is to be somewhere in the in the neighborhood of three or four tents away from uh, some mock runs, obviously. However, right. the uh, it's a very time wise with it being a gripped up track it's very tight the field you know the field is uh, it's it's a tight deal you know especially the top 10 really really tight there's a lot of cars right there that are you know in the 20s or whatever it may be at the time um but yeah uh i didn't qualify great didn't really expect to uh didn't really have enough time to figure out the track i kind of i left a little bit on the table for sure um i think my biggest mistake was just getting off a of four i just kind of um I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't hold it down longer, long, long as I should have kind of got it too close to the fence and didn't really get to throttle up harder, hard as I wanted to. Sounds a lot more easy to explain in my head than it actually is, but it's just, it's uh it makes sense to racers, I guess. Um, yeah. Didn't really chop the corner off. I just, uh, I kind of turned it in too early, I think. And, uh, I wanted to wrap the line. I got a little bit below it. And just kind of screwed match it up off of four. So ended up qualifying 26th and wasn't obviously where I wanted to be. Um, but, you know, we were 
in the ballpark of where we kind of need to be. Um, kind of new, kind of expected not to qualify great, obviously, uh, with not many laps on the track. Uh, but uh, started off the race on the uh, on the tight side, but uh, it worked its way a little bit free towards the end. Um, but uh, didn't didn't really have a really eventful race. I raced uh, a, a lot around uh, Kenny Wallace and then um, a little bit with uh, track champion Carter Lanely and a couple of those guys. So I was racing around some really good race cars and really good race car drivers. That just kind of shows you how damn hard the damn car story is. I'm racing with damn Kenny Wallace and the track champion for 26th. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in retrospect, it's like, all right. You know, you're not you're not that bad. It's just tough. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, my car's not that far off. We're just, you know, it's just it's tough to tough to run in that series. Obviously, uh, I know I'm beating a damn dead horse at this point, but it's uh, we're cup racing late models with the cars. We are, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty eventful race. There was a lot of uh, I don't know. It was like three or four wrecks, right? Three or four pretty good ones, I should say. Yeah, at least uh, one. At one point, well, one of the earlier wrecks in the race was uh, the 20 car of Dickens and the uh, Stallings, I think. Mm. Uh, at one point, I was running them two down because they were racing kind of side by side. And uh, I was making hay a little bit on a, you know, real low, like almost hitting the barrels off the four. And uh, he, I guess, got a little crossed up or a little free underneath the uh, 20, or maybe it was the other way around. But anyway, I kind of made it three wide for a split second. I didn't really, but the only reason I did was because uh, he, like, kind of hit the, I don't know if he hit the fence a little bit and, like, fell back. And that kind of, so for a split second, I was three wide, and they ended up wrecking. Um, I don't even know if that's on the broadcast replay or anything. But it was something along those lines. I didn't really see what they did, but that was really the, I guess, closest that I was in any kind of big trouble um, for the for the day. I mean, everything else, I was pretty tame. I was kind of taking what was given to me. I should have uh, should have probably kept my track position a couple of times. We ended up coming in and pulling some tape, but um, you know, other otherwise, it was just one of those days where you've. I wasn't that far off. I just couldn't figure out how to pass anybody, you know, like it, it's a tough track to pass that as you guys probably seen lane and, and deep race, um, hell of a race, but it's a tough track to pass that. I raced pretty hard with Kenny and, uh, and a couple other cars and that was cool. Uh, no, no stripes, no damage. Well, I, mean, I got a donut or two, but other than that, nothing, uh, nothing major. So that's always good. We, I literally, I don't know if you've seen, did you see the end of the race? Yeah. Uh, like the last three laps? Yeah. Well, or, so yeah. Uh, when Deke was coming to the checkers, like he was catching me to put me a lap down, and uh, I was running hard as I could at that point, the lap before, to try to stay out of it and not, you know, so I could finish on the lead lap. And uh, he, Dad said if he gets hit within two car lengths, run the damn big time apron. So soon, as soon as he said, he's he's getting there and, I jumped in on the apron, and I honestly don't think I would have affected the race at all, even if I would have ran the normal low line and just not let Deke around me. But I'm damn sure not going to be that guy. So 
I <laughs> took the safe bet, and when I seen it was Deke McCaskill that was the leader, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just he maybe he lets if he's got a big gap, he'll probably let up and not pass me. Uh, but he didn't have a big gap, so he kind of he pushed. Yeah. Uh, he was going 100 percent still, and I totally get it. Um, but I could have went harder. I think I just really, I didn't want to take any damn chances. Um, yeah. so I knew he was coming to the checkers. Um, so yeah, I didn't, you know, it's not always the greatest thing to watch highlights all week of the finish and like, damn it, there's me getting lapped coming to the <laughs> fucking checkers. I ran yeah. every lap. And then, you know, the last 200 feet of Deep's race, he lapped me. Yeah. Uh, but it was my fault. I mean, I was just getting out of the way at that point. Um, yeah, so thank God there's no horror story that I'm telling right now that I wrecked the I wrecked like a son yeah. of a bitch in front of Deke McCaskill and caused him to wad his shit up, and not win. So thank God yeah. and knock on wood that that was that did not happen and I uh, I stayed out of the way. So I'm patting myself on the back for that and hopefully some people take notes because that is uh, probably the smartest play I made. But I, it does piss me off because technically I'm showed a damn lap down and I wasn't. You know, I mean I was, yeah. but I've. I wasn't, I shouldn't have, I kind of pussyfooted around the last few laps anyway, just cause I knew it was coming. I was just trying to make sure I had some sparks and smokes coming through my shifter boot at one point in the race. So in the back of my mind, I know the leaders behind me and if something breaks, I want to make sure I get out of the way. Like that's kind of in my mind at that point because Kenny's the car ahead of me is already four or five car lengths away. I know chances are kind of slim and I don't care too much about 21st versus 22nd. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, I guess, but that's just the truth. That's just my long-winded response on how my pretty boring race went. I didn't really do a whole lot of passing, but kept it clean, learned a lot, really, at this track. I didn't think, uh, wasn't sure if I would like the new asphalt and stuff, but I could I could definitely see myself racing there again in the uh, in the near future, uh, especially for a car store race or something like that. I'd like to, I'd like to get some more laps there on a test day or something, that'd be cool to just get some laps by myself and like learn to track, watch some lines and, and try some things without, you know, getting in people's way or burning tires off and, and wasting, wasting it laps on the engine or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, P 22 for us, nothing to write home about, but like I said, no clips and no body panels and, uh, and no major damages. And, you know, we check another one off the list and hopefully next time when we go back there, we can, uh, rely on this year's notebook and know how to make it a little bit better but um man you had a pretty good pretty cool day you had a decent qualifying run uh ran the same damn lap time as, as butterbean and butterbean's a pretty good qualifier qualifier so i think you had yourself yeah. a pretty good lap so how'd your day go yeah we kind of fought drive all weekend i drove off uh, and i mean some of it you know this is our backup car for this particular race uh we took our tour car to Martinsville thinking it would give us a better chance, which it would have, but obviously our day got cut short there. And like we said, I had to put a clip on that. And so just wasn't going to have enough time between getting that car back right. from the chassis manufacturer and, and getting it all back, um, you know, back together. So, uh, we had to use the backup car for this race and still a good car. Uh, I just, you know, the other car is a little bit better and I think that hurt us some, but as you said, you know, we were in literally the exact same lap time as, as Butterbean. We both ran 24s with a three, and uh, I think they go to, like, the fastest third lap or whatever to offset that. So he qualified 12th. So I was 13th. And yeah, with, that beat me in the dick and balls at Hickory for the transfer spot one time. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it – 
we and honestly when i went out and, and even lee said the same thing i mean i really didn't think a 24 would put us 13 uh you know i thought we were probably staying inside the top 10 but lane and deke and bobby and those guys man i mean just you know really that front five in general i mean those guys put down you know hell of a lap so um being that we had fought drive and a little bit of edginess you know on entry we we tightened the shit out of the cars for the race and I think I just had them go a little too far because, like you said, you know, we started off tight and it 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 got some of the tightness out of it, but just not enough. I mean, guys that from what I saw that were really executing passes and being able to pass and kind of go forward were making the top work to their mm-hmm. advantage. Right. Uh, same way that you know Deke and Lane were driving away from the field and kind of having a race of their own. So, and I was just too tight to run up there. I mean, we tried and I tried some stuff with you know brake and 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 putting brake to the rear and just um it just wasn't enough so unfortunately after about the halfway point we started to lose drive off with getting the right front hot and the right rear hot you know i was really having to yank on it and try to get it to turn and that was just pissing the rear off because it was bringing the back end around on exit so uh, we ended up falling back to finish 19th so Nothing really right at home about. Uh, we didn't, like you, didn't really have an eventful night. I mean, I was really close to the Borsch incident on the front stretch and, and actually kind of had to get, I didn't really, I didn't really lock it up, but I was borderline locking it up and kind of got squirrely and last second had to go back to the right because I wasn't sure if he was going to go all the way to the inside wall or not. Yeah. But, um, luckily, we missed him and, you know, cars in one piece. So obviously, wasn't the showing we wanted for being the home track, but, uh, you know, like me, you talk every week, man. You know, like you said at best, you know, a lot of people probably sometimes we may sound like we're beating a dead horse, but we're just stating facts. I mean, it's yeah. it's the hardest racing there is when it comes to late model stocks, and uh, it's that way every week. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, man. It's uh, it's tough, but um, you know, sometimes you, uh, you kind of have to take a step back and and realize what it is, like you said, and um. It's tough, and it's really cool to see people like I love the Kenny Wallace coming out and racing with us, and and uh, he did a really good job. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, obviously, like I mean, everybody know like he obviously got went from NASCAR to to or went from ASA to NASCAR to running dirt cars now and all that good stuff, and then jumping into late model uh, asphalt late models, just a whole different animal. And uh, I'll tell you what, that mug it didn't help him and anybody, and I think. Even I'd say even in another race in these things, he would know. But he ain't afraid to go back to the gas in a late one. I'll tell you that. I no. mean, he was on her. He was on her about two cars too early. Yeah, and she definitely, she definitely was pissed off and pushed like a dump truck. But I mean, yeah, he was on it, man. He was. It was, it was fun to race with and around because uh, early on in the race, he uh, was running the top, and I got underneath him, and he ran me really hard on the top, and and, and kept the spot. And then I, uh, we kind of flip flopped and I did it to him and got around him. And, uh, then at some point he got back by me and I, uh, I think he got by me on the bottom. I don't remember if it was a stack up or something or I got really free. One of the times I got free, I got passed, but I don't think it was Kenny. Uh, anyway, uh, at one point he was going way down to the barrels. Uh, and when I mean he was on the, all fours way below the apron down there, uh, trying to find some drip or an angle or whatever, just searching. And I was running like midway, probably second groove above the uh, yellow line, just trying to carry momentum off. And you can tell he's a, a dirt racer and b a good respectful racer. 
is uh, he le- even though he had me cleared by probably a car length almost half a car length, I had he was going so low in the corner and I was going so much higher. He left me a lane because he knew I was going to buzz by him. So it was it was neat to see that. And I don't think if he would have, he could have filled that gap and I would have been either a put in the position to go back down the inside and throw a slider on him by slider, like the proverbial asphalt slider. By slider, I mean drive down on the apron at an asphalt track. Or uh, just run into the back of him or check up and follow him in, whatever. Like, you know, maybe you send him a little love tap, but nothing heavy right there, you know, if he slides up, but. It was funny, and I like I recognized it as it was happening. Like, and when he left that lane, and I and I hauled ass by him, probably going ten mile an hour faster down the straightaway. I had maybe a little bit of a grin. It was it was kind of cool because it yeah. felt like I was dirt oh, racing. Yeah. So that was neat. Sure. Um, a lot of those guys actually were really fun to race around. Um, I didn't have, I didn't have too much of a, I didn't have too many donuts. I think one time Carter got loose under me. And he came up and hit me in the left rear, but not very hard. It was just a little tap. Um, I think I think he got loose. Uh, at least that's what my crew told me. But their eyes might be obstructed, so who knows? You may I, you may have been pinching the shit out of I very well may have, but I don't think I was. I felt like I was giving plenty of room. Honestly, my intention was to do what you said and follow him to the front. But we ended up racing like hell, so it's still yeah. fun to race around those guys. And a couple of those guys are really good there. So I got to learn some things, following Stallings and, uh, and, and Carter for a few laps. And then even Kenny watching him get back to the gas before he got out of the gas was pretty damn wild. He was, yeah. he was getting in her a couple of times. So it was, it was cool to see. Um, uh, but damn thing. It was, it was a cool race. It's cool track. Very, very well-deserved, uh, 7.5 score. Yeah, I'll say too, and normally we don't, Dylan and I don't give too much love to this division because sometimes I'll be honest, they race like a bunch of idiots. But tonight, or th- this particular night wasn't one of them. The pro late models put on a hell of a race. It was a great race. It was really good. Uh, roughed each other up a little bit, traded a little bit of paint, but it was it was a great finish. Uh, Andy Loden's son, Nick Loden, won the race. I was glad was- to see him win it because he was, he was going to run away with it, and there was that late caution. Right, yeah. And, uh, he did what I would have done, taking the top. Yeah. And obviously anybody who saw the replay, you know, knows what happened with him and Cole getting into one. So it was cool to see him, you know, stay tough and, and get back under him and throw a door and, and, and take it back. So Yeah, it was a cool uh it was a cool finish and, and the race was uh like you said, a lot of most of the time those races get a little not a little bit on the strung outside, a little bit harder to you don't see those cars running side by side as much as maybe a late model stock race, but there's also usually not as many of them. So I'm not saying they yeah. don't race as good. It's just usually the bigger shows, the late models, because there's damn 30 of us crazy son bitches out there every time. And usually only 14 or 15 of those. And they kind of use the pro division sort of as a stepping stone deal for some guys, because they're, uh, you know, there's some really young kids. Hell, there's a 12 year old in this last race. He's really young, which I guess Tristan McKee is as well. And I think he raced in yeah. a couple so there is, it's not the first time we've seen a young kid, but this one I thought was there racing one of those, uh, mini, mini cup cars. cars and he, he jumped in a damn late model bigger than mine. And I was like, God almighty. Yeah. And I, and I thought I, I mean, I felt old before South Boston, much less after watching that. So 
but uh, he he qualified good. He he was one of the fastest. I think he was the fastest car in practice. And then uh, I don't know where he ended up. But I think at one point I did look, and he was still running in the top ten. So that's a really cool. I mean, it's crazy to see that happening, especially at a track that you know it's a pretty narrow little joint. You can't just be a little crazy ass and and bounce off the fence every lap and, and expect to finish yeah. good. So he did he did pretty damn good. Uh, so shout out to him. Um, also. Uh, the mini cup race was, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I didn't really watch every lap, but it was pretty damn cool to see those little B cars hauling ass around South Boston. I'll tell you what, they ain't, a, they ain't a single one. I'm afraid to go three wide. Absolutely not. And there's a pretty big damn field in a cool little <laughs> community. We talked to a couple yeah. guys, uh, that, that race home and they were telling us about the engines and all that. So pretty cool little deal. Um, I could see that being a really fun series to be in and race it at tracks and stuff, but I think it'd be even more fun to race it like on a little dirt track or something and beat the shit out of each other and those things. But um, yeah. they're they're a lot more powerful and fast than you think, and I'd hate to spin out and hit the fence in one of them. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Because they're small. They're little bitty cars, and they're hauling ass. So they got some nuts on them, that's for sure. Kind of like the champ carts at uh, New River. That was probably the second yeah. craziest cool. thing I've seen all year. That was almost like putting a damn speed cart at Daytona. You know, you ever watching videos where them little carts go like yeah. 190? Yeah. yeah. I used to do that down the Wilkesboro Speedway Hill. From the top of the speedway all the way down to Speedway Road, I'd lay down on a skateboard. I'd make it from the damn top all the way to the damn yellow line on the road. No big deal. Side story. Uh, anyways, we also I wrote down a couple things to talk about today. I'm actually really organized. Um... Our next race is one is a track that we've been to already this year, and that is Tri County Speedway. Um, it is 125 laps this time, I guess. Uh, yes. Okay, so 125 lapper. Last time it was 200 laps, so it'll be a little bit quicker race this time. Uh, be a little cooler too, so uh, it should be a a fairly comfortable night of racing. That's for sure. I'm looking forward to that. It felt pretty good at Sobo. I wasn't much of a sweater when I got out and I was thankful for that due to my illness. Um, I don't know if I told you guys that I was sick Friday, but I was sick Friday in case I didn't tell you yet. Um, and it was, it was nice that it was pretty cool. Did you sweat like a son of a bitch or what? Uh, I mean, I was sweating, but not, yeah, you know, not your usual. Yeah. Yeah, It was nice. It was a nice day. It was it's hoodie season again, uh, but anyway, back to Tri County. It'd probably be definitely hoodie season then. Right yeah. now, it's like hit or miss. I wore a hoodie this morning, took it off by twelve. But yeah, in case people didn't notice, Dylan said on Twitter today things that were cold. My ass, it was <laughs> my ass was cold this morning, man. I damn, I had to. I had a doctor's appointment first thing this damn morning. Shit, it was cold. And it was like, I mean, I'm telling you, my house was cold because I still had the air on. It was like, it was like 61 degrees. Oh, in I'm short. I mean, Dylan's crazy ass. I don't, it's an ice I box. Don't like staying, I don't like staying over there this time of year, folks, because it, he's tight ass won't turn the damn heat on. Hell, it ain't me. It's Allie. You'd think it'd be me. It really, I don't care. I'll turn the heat on. Uh, anyways, I've she did turn over, it on I've tonight. No there. worries. I've slept over there before and it's been like 59 degrees in the basement. Well, I you know, I don't want you sweating. Uh <laughs> anyways, Tri County, we've got hundred and twenty five lapper coming up. We've like raced there already before. Landon Huffman won thirty thousand to win race. Um that was my best finish or uh, second what now? 
Yeah, I guess best finish of the year, 13th. And then where'd I finish at Ace or Wake? Mm. Brandon's got better memory than me, folks. That's why I asked him questions live on air. Anyways, somewhere's well, in there. I had a pretty like, good run last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a decent run last time. Uh, learned a lot in that race. I feel really good about going back to Tri-County. I'm excited. I'm about as excited for that race as I've been for one since Wake County, obviously. So, um, looking forward to going back into a little bit more familiar habitat and a track that I've already raced at for sure. So, we will, and hopefully, you know, it's... Uh, great weather and all that good stuff but there's something else that excites me a little bit about tri-county i've had this idea pop up in my head me and my dad was talking about it here lately you guys may have seen my ramblings on twitter about this camper that we're redoing and it is called the twisted squire and the reason it's called the twisted squire is because it is a well it's a squire it's a camper and uh it is also a little bit bent because it was in an accident at some point before we got it Salvage title old camper that sat in the woods for a good 15, 20 years at this point. Me and my dad, well, my dad put it on our deer camp uh, when I was a baby. That way, when we stayed all night up there, I had somewhere to sleep. So I slept in that thing every damn deer season forever. And then uh, also all of his buddies, they'd all damn drink beer all night and sleep in the camper and stuff. So the camper has a lot of memories in it, but then we're redoing it. That's why it looks like hell and we're not painting it. And, you know, we want it to look like that. I mean, people was like, man, some kind of renovation you're doing. I'm like, well, <laughs> we don't want it to look like a damn Cadillac. You know, it's still got to look yeah. like a damn, you know, got to look like it had some life in it. But anyways, I'm bringing it to Tri-County, I think. And I ain't got a whole lot more to say about that uh, yet. Cause I still got to work out some details, but uh, I think I'm going to have me a little party set up at old Tri-County. So be on the lookout for a big time auto racing neon moon, uh, collab night party night and, uh, hosted by two Burrows brewery, Oktoberfest. I have all sorts of cool stuff going on with Dylan, myself and Moonhead present initiating a post race get together. There will be one thing that will be raised, right? I can, I, can, I can guess i can guess what it'll be a whole lot of hell and uh yeah i, I plan on getting a, a pretty good area and i'm obviously gonna have like a set design i don't know exactly what i'm gonna do show wise or or anything along the lines of any kind of live broadcast or anything but i do know there's gonna be some type of party at a camo camper called the twisted squire hosted by uh two burrows brewery um highlighting the new Oktoberfest beer and we'll also have plenty of neon lager obviously and some of the other beers yeah. that that's available at two boroughs including the north wilkesboro's uh beer the last lap lager i don't know if anybody got any of those there could be a couple of those floating around who knows uh, but yeah come hang out with us uh, we will uh i'll i'll release some details but i wanted to give the the btar fans all all you guys uh anybody that listens know that we're bringing a party to tri-county so if you're one of the guys that sit on damn pit road all day and have to work for these little shithead drivers doing tires and shit well you know where to go you go up and turn one you find the camo neon uh i don't know what i'm gonna call it yet this is a whole lot of shit going on between yeah two podcasts well, if you see a fire in a bear, if you see a fire pit Yep. And a neon camper. There should be neon light. A camo camper with neon lights on it. It's us. So we yep. got some big plans. 
uh, and probably March. somebody howling at the moon. Yep. It'll be a good time. We're going to get some stuff set up. We're even going to do some like actual, um, I don't, I can't announce anything yet, but we're going to damn do some cool stuff. I will, uh, I will be posting about that in the coming days. So stay tuned on my Twitter and other stuff. And I will definitely have something out by the end of this week. That's for damn sure about what we're going to do. Anyways, uh, man, I think the, uh, I wrote down that I was going to do some of the best moments of 2023, but I think I'm going to save that for like the last, we'll probably save that for the tearaway episode, right? Yeah. Do some of that. There'll probably be some bloopers too. Be some bloopers for sure. We'll put up some highlight reels and all that good stuff. I'll have plenty of off season projects, but the reason I'm talking about the off season, we only got two races left. I mean, how many, uh, you know, it seems like not long ago, we was just waiting to get to halfway and then that's already two to go. Yeah, man. Obviously, once we hit that that stretch where we had three in the same month, I mean, it's yeah, going by. we knocked them out. Um, I was, you know, it's been a like you said, it's been an up and down year. I think for the both of us, but um, I kind of, I'm my perspective's getting a little bit better now. Like I, I guess I was pretty hard on myself the first half of the year, and not that I never. Not that at any point I didn't really enjoy it. I was just like really frustrated and, and wanted to wanted to run better. Want you know doing as much as I can, putting in as much time as I feel like I need to 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 be able to make improvements and learn stuff quicker. But at the end of the day, it's just uh, you know it's it's tough to compete at that level, like we said. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing these. I mean, I say last two episodes, last two race episodes that we do, you know, well, there'll be yeah. some other stuff from us for sure, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the elephant in the room, man. It's getting close to the end of the year, you know, closing out. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of pretty much out of the race for rookie of the year after missing two races. So that didn't help at all, which, you know, it, I mean, it was a goal of mine. I can't say it wasn't a goal. I mean, it'd be nice to, to win that. But Cameron had a really good year, too. So I'm sure at this point it's pretty much locked off. I think it's like at least 30 points or something like that. So Yeah. But you know, you did one win of those best deals. Appearing car. We did win best appearing cars. That's good. We'll save all the, the end of season gratitude for, for a later episode. But, um, well, at least we, at least we finally got, we're, we're caught back up now. I feel good about that. Yeah, man. And Good to get caught back up. Yep. Talk to all of our viewers. There's one thing that we do have to address, though. Well, we're doing something Wednesday. We are. We are. We have. We are. This is a big announcement, folks. And I'm probably going to post this clip on Twitter or X Twitter or whatever. Um, on Wednesday, sound the alarms. There's a golf tournament incoming. Uh, myself, Brandon Pierce, Landon Huffman. And my father-in-law, Jason, are competing in a golf tournament, the Benny Parson Memorial Golf Tournament at Cedarbrook Golf Club in Elkin. I can't say for sure what's going to happen, but I expect no less than a 55. That's what we're going for, boys. BP had to go to the old driving range tonight, and I, I felt pretty you good, felt pretty good about, about it. it. You felt pretty yeah. good about it. Well, I'll tell you what. If we, if we break, if we shoot better than a, I'm going to set a realistic target. If we shoot better than a 66, I will, uh, I will post my new merch on Thursday. Maybe even Wednesday night. 
Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, the reason I set the goal at a pretty achievable level level for a four man captain's choice tournament is a I kind of want to release the merch. It's not a super achievable with what we're so me and Jason are uh, twelve handicaps basically. I'm probably more of a fourteen sixteen these days. Jason's pretty good. He shoots. He shoots around 80 to 86 about every time I play with him. So I'd call him a 12. And he, uh, me and him have played several tournaments together over the years. And we played golf. I played golf with him more than probably anybody in my whole life. So me and him have a lot of chemistry. But you and Landon have never even been on a golf course together. <laughs> so we, we are working. And you have neither of you have ever played with Jason. So I put together a Frankenstein team. Uh, Landon is what I would consider a very, uh, he's, he's a, a conservative golfer. Uh, he, he likes to hit the baby driver and knock it down there about 200 yards right down the pipe. He can get a hold of it when he wants to, but you know, he can, he can lay some down the middle for sure. I think we'll be able to use his short game a little, well, putting, I don't know about his chipping his chipping. He seems to have issues with the wedges. He don't like his wedges very much. I have seen you put some good golf shots together before. Over, I've only played with you a couple of times. I played with Landon a, a lot, but um, I've only played with you a few times. But you've put together a few good shots in your career to this point. Not an experienced golfer, never played in a tournament. Um, but we're going to change that Wednesday, and we're going we're going to change. We're going to rewrite history on on Wednesday. We might be playing in damn Augusta by the end of this year. And I tell y'all what. If we finish top three in this tournament, watch out, Wilts County, because yeah. we're coming through and a party's a brewing. Um, just let you know if if we finish top three in the tournament, we're going straight to Dooley's and partying right after we finish. Okay, how about that? Meet us there, Dooley's Two Burrows. Meet us there if we finish top three. We will live tweet from the scene and let you guys know our scores. I'm sure Landon will keep everybody updated as well. Um, and we will do the best we can with to not, not flip any golf cart to not flip a golf cart or anybody off. That is our main two goals. Um, all jokes aside, we are really excited for the tournament. Uh, I'm, I think it's going to be really fun. Obviously it's for a really cool thing. It's many Parsons Memorial tournament. So obviously really cool to be a part of that. Um, and a lot of Wilkes County sponsors and, and, and companies and, and, uh, residents, obviously, uh, we'll be playing in that tournament. So it'd be cool to meet some people out there. I'm sure we'll see several people we know and uh, we'll have a good time. So excited for the golf tournament, but stay tuned for the live tweeting because we're going to have some fun with it. You can bet your ass on that. That's for damn sure. So yep, yeah, stay tuned. Appreciate you guys listening once again. Uh, I'm sorry. We kind of had a mid season. Well, uh, three quarters away through the season, a little period where we didn't release anything, but we, uh, yeah. we, we finally caught back up and, uh, we'll, we'll stay on top of it from here on out. It took us a while to realize we can do this stuff remotely and not have to spend a fortune in, in gas and, and speeding tickets. So, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's all me. Yeah. The speeding tickets ruined Brandon's, uh, in-person podcast career. Screw 6490. Yeah. 6490 <laughs> sucks. Uh, anyways, appreciate you guys listening once again. Um, all you that's, came up to us at the track and talked about the podcast. That obviously means a lot to us. We, we both put a lot of effort into it. So, um, keep on listening. Always be sure to rate us. Um, it helps us out a lot. Um, if you hit the five stars on either Apple podcast or Spotify, 
or any other podcast platform you listen to or if you're watching this on youtube obviously thanks for watching and we will see you guys next time on big time on the wrist